Bill, how you doing? Okay, Glenn. Bill, it's always a, it's always yeah, a good it's always a good week? day when you beat the Jets, right? It, all, it is. You, you no, seem to have an extra like no better <laughs> way extra to kick celebrate your, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. You just seem much happier with the Jets. I don't know if there's a history there or what it is. Is just a divisional game or division maybe game a little on the road? Yeah, yeah it's always go. good to win a division game. No, on no, the road. Not any different than say at Buffalo or at Miami. It's just those are those Jets. are those are good wins too. Rivalry week in college and in the pros. Yeah. So you're starting to get some people back. Um, does that allow you to do, especially offensively, a little bit more? Because we've talked about this, you know, you, you're going without a real running back. There's been games in which you've kind of had to piece stuff together. Was yesterday an opportunity maybe to do a little bit more? Well, look, it's always good to have uh, your players healthy and, and available. Uh, but it's a National Football League. Every team in the league has, has those uh, deals of situations we have guys on. Injury reserve or guys that are not unavailable to play, just like everybody else does. So, uh, whatever it is, it is. We just try to do the best and make the most of it. But we, it's always good to have uh, everybody available, and that that makes us a better team. You know, you guys had a coming off a of bye week. You had a, had a lot of penalties, um, but the one that kind of stood out to me was the offensive pass interference on James White. Um, it just looked like he was just, I guess, trying to set a pick. Could you explain just what the rule is on that as far as the receiver, like what is his job so he doesn't get a penalty on that? Seemed like he kind of declared this is his spot and the and the defensive back kind of ran into him, yet they called him for offensive pass interference. Yeah, it looked like a close call. I, I think they called exactly what you said. Um, if if the defender's on within a yard of the line of scrimmage, the contact's incidental. We can actually go in and block him. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, in this case, it was more than one yard beyond the line of scrimmage, and uh, I think the wording is uh, to the effect of um, have to be running a legitimate pass route. Um, can't be just kind of standing there waving your arms as to set a pick. Um, so I think that's essentially what they were calling is they didn't think that his route was was really a legitimate route. They thought it was, you know, he was – there was some contact. It's a close call, but um, the bottom line is we, you know, we we can't let that happen. So how do you just so how do you coach that up? I mean, because they're it seems like they're judging, they're basing their 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 their, their on intent, a little on bit intent. intent. Yeah, so yeah, it's hard to judge intent. No, well, I mean, we just have to we just have to run a route, and so it's a clear cut route that we're not trying to run into anybody. Now, if he's on the line of scrimmage, then we can hit him. That's a whole different story. So you get Sony Michelle um, had a big game in this one here, and he's his first year running back. So you've obviously got to see a lot of him already this year. But when he gets an injury like that in a game, and then is able to come back and run the way he did, is that like a, just a a good thing to see for you? A mental note of like a toughness of a young player in this league? Oh uh, sure, yeah. And I think we had several players fall into that category yesterday. Although we had three or four guys that uh, came out and. Um, uh, they said to us that, the, uh, that you know this player's out, and then uh, a few minutes or you know a little while later came back and said, you know so and so's back and and he's ready to go. Uh, so we had I think several situations where uh, you know guys got banged up and they kind of got got through it and were able to continue to play, and so that certainly shows uh, the toughness and competitiveness of, of a lot of guys on this team. Uh, look, we have a lot of guys that do that. Uh, but there were several that came up yesterday. So that's, you know, look, we don't want anybody to play hurt, but if I think there's a difference between playing an injury and, you know, 
playing hurt, and we we all know what that is. So if a guy can manage it and still be effective and, and play, then um, – of course, he wants to be out there, and we want him out there. Was that the case with Sony? Were you initially told that he was out? Yeah, he was out for a little while. Yeah, he was out for, I, I don't know, a series, two yeah. series, whatever it was. Um, and then and then he was clear to come back, and um, and he was, you know, ready to go. So, yeah, it was good. We talked last week about um, special teams. You go into a game like this, they got Andre Roberts, a guy that can really burn you both off the kickoffs and off the punts. Right. It looked like you were trying to keep the ball away from Andre Roberts, and it seemed to work. He had that 135-yard return. But other than that, he didn't do a lot of damage. Was that the game plan? Keep it away uh, from him? Well, on on kickoffs, um, we were going to kick it and make him bring it out of the end zone. Right. Uh, he had a couple that he could have brought out from like three, four deep. Uh, so that's his decision. We can't do anything about that. Uh, they did get us on the first one on a middle return. We didn't cover that very well. Then the second one uh, we covered uh, very well, got him inside the 20-yard line. Keon Crossan made the tackle on that. Uh, Ryan did a fabulous job of punting the ball. He gave us uh, – look, you never expect the ball to be one yard out of bounds. Uh, you'd like to have it more on one part of the field than another, not right down the middle where you give the returner all the space to try to, you know, put it at least in part of the, you know, in a, in a segment of the field there. Uh, but he gave us great kicks that were right on the sideline for uh, 46, 48, 50 yards, whatever it was, uh, three times. So um, if, if the ball goes there, uh, you know, Glenn, you and I could cover him. Yeah, let's not I get mean, carried away, Bill. <laughs> Well, I could, maybe you could, I could. Let's face it. Look, if the ball lands one yard out of bounds, it, it yeah. could be, you know, me, you, yeah. <laughs> Linda. You know, <laughs> you know uh, Brady was on this morning, and he they were they were asking about you know the uh, I guess being a game manager and whether he was a, whether he would get offended by it, and and it led Brady to kind of discussing that he said he was um, he's so aware of like not turning the football over. That he thinks, based on his by getting older, he's less aggressive. Like because he doesn't want to take those chances, he doesn't want to put the team in a bad position. Do you see that being the case with him? Like being more careful with the ball as opposed to other years where he was, I guess, maybe would drive the ball and and give the receiver more of a, an opportunity. Well, I, look, I I like for our quarterback not to want to turn the ball over. So that's a good thing. So I, I have no problem with that. Now, look, you you can't you can't win a war by digging a hole. You can't, you know, that you you've got to attack. So, and you can't win a football game by by doing that either. You have to attack. So there's a balance between attacking, but uh, certainly there's no no stat that correlates more to to winning and losing than turnovers. So, ball security, as you know, Christian is ball security is job security. Is the was the digging a hole was that from the art of war? <laughs> It probably was. <laughs> it probably was because uh, you know I actually heard so, you talk about that book one time. I actually went out and, and bought the book and tried to read it. What do you mean tried? Well, first, chapter. Like, first chapter. First <laughs> chapter. Yeah, something about Not enough pictures. Something you about being in, being in mud. No pictures. Yeah, Army won't move very fast in mud. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, okay. something about mud. It's like didn't. I was like ah, whatever. <laughs> Put on Netflix. <laughs> Coach, uh, Trey Flowers, uh, I think, had a sack. And on the year, he's got like three and a half sacks. And we were talking about grading system. People grade him out very, very well. But is it? would you say that three and a half sacks, he's been more disruptive than that? Maybe you ask something different from your defensive ends than maybe the rest of the league where they have these high sack totals? Well, he's he's had a number of uh, hits on the quarterback. He had uh, two or three yesterday mm -hmm. uh, that were – 
like on the interception, uh, we hit uh, McCown just as he was releasing the ball. So I don't know if that affected the throw or not, but it's certainly a good thing. Um, I think when you look at, at the overall um, passing game, the the statistics that stands out the most in terms of correlation is uh, pressure. So pressure on the quarterback is leads to more bad plays than sacks do in terms of turnovers. Um, unless you have the strip sacks, obviously that's the number one. But uh, after that, pressures you know cause um, bad throws and and potentially turnovers. So. In the end, it's it's about team defense. It's about having pressure with coverage uh, and having the, the timing of those two be compatible. Um, good pressure without good coverage doesn't help you, and good coverage without good pressure, um, any quarterback will eventually find somebody open. So uh, you need those to go together, and that's when you're playing good defense. Some of your players after the game yesterday were talking about the familiarity of playing a divisional team like the Jets. This one's had the same coach for a few years and maybe the uh, the same system. And, and these games are so tight, so close. And a lot of people look at it and say, they should be blowing out the Jets. The Jets are awful. The Jets suck. But these games are always tight. Is it the familiarity and the players even, not just coaches, but players know what to expect from guys or is it just that players play harder in these games? There's just more animosity when you're playing one of those divisional opponents. Yeah, I think both. Yeah, both. Uh, certainly there's a, there's a high level of competitiveness uh, when you're playing the same guy for multiple times. And, and you know him and he knows you. And you know what you, you can't do against him. And he knows what he can't try against you. And so that I think that levels the field a little bit. But certainly it, these games are very competitive in the division. And, um not a not a lot of love lost uh, either way, which is normal. Um, and so as a result, you have very, very tight games. Uh, you know, um, <clears throat> Edelman, you're talking about, like, you know, guys playing through injuries, Sony Michelle. Edelman is just, you know, cut from that same cloth as, like, a Welker and Troy. Just And he plays – mm-hmm. it's all playing the same position, which causes them to be in a little bit more hairier situations than some other guys. Right. Do you ever – and Edelman, like, had an unbelievable catch, falls on his elbow, and you're thinking, oh, no, like, what the heck happened? But he jumps right up. Do you ever think about, like, I guess do you ever have to talk to him about just toning it down a little bit? Like, honestly, just, to, you know, mm. in, in, to protect himself and just maybe, listen, avoid, a con- avoid contact if you can just so you preserve your body? Yeah, well, I've had those conversations with, um, I would say, most all of our players. Uh, and, you know, I think, look, once a guy – uh, establishes his toughness and his competitiveness and, and you know what it is and you know that he'll literally you know put himself in any situation that he needs to uh, then there's the part of uh, you know being smart as opposed to being brave sometimes and uh, making the right decision um, it's not about proving toughness it's about doing the right thing and sometimes putting yourself in harm's way uh, could lead to turnovers it, injuries obviously but it could definitely lead to turnovers or um, other things that really aren't beneficial for the team and so yeah we definitely talk about that you've said this many times before that you really start learning what your football team's all about when you get to week 10 thanksgiving or whatever a lot of people nationally watching some of the 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 dan fouts and some of the others talk about team do the patriots have an identity because i think what they're looking for is they're looking for a facsimile from a patriots team in the past but the most important thing is you. Do you know what you've got with this team now yet? Well, I know a lot more than I knew back in September and October. 
Uh, we've been through a lot of situations, and um, you know we've learned some things that I think we can do well. Some things that we don't do well that we either have to improve on, or in some cases move on from. In some cases we've already moved on from them. So uh, schematically and uh, I'd say tactically. So we'll continue to do that. It'll continue to evolve. I think these games, uh, the next five games, there's a certain I would say element uh, that could come into play weather uh, that we didn't deal with in September and October. So uh, that could also, you know, make it a little bit uh, potentially different than what some of the other games have been. We'll have to learn how we do on that too, how we handle some of those situations as well. So playing in wind, playing in, in bad weather and so forth. I think that'll come up at some point. Uh, who knows? But it would, you know, with three of our next five in New England in December, uh, it's a good chance. So when you say move on, um, does that mean you're trying to hide a weakness that you have? So Minnesota's coming in this week. Obviously, well, I think Minnesota, you, you yeah. look at plays that you've practiced. You practice in training camp, and you maybe ran during the season. And you get to a certain point and say, you know what, this um, you know was a good play for us. Um, but from what we're seeing now defensively or from the way we executed or maybe our guy is not really good at that, he's better at something else, uh, let's forget about this play and let's go to something else. Um, so, I mean, look, we, we don't have that many plays left in our season. So um, let's try to make them good ones. Do you, know? you have do you have weaknesses that maybe Minnesota will look at or any team that's on your schedule is going to sit there and say, this is what we need to do against the Patriots? And do you try to be proactive and see if you can find a way of not allowing them. Maybe hide it. You you can't. You don't have sure. the personnel to be able to to do you know what you want to do. You got to hide it in some way. Yeah, sure. I think that's the that that's the way it is every week. Every week you try to maximize your strength and you try to neutralize your opponent's strengths, and uh, you try to avoid putting your weaknesses. You you don't want to overexpose them. Um, so you try to limit those um, as much as you can. And you try to attack their weaknesses or perceived weaknesses uh, as much as you can. And generally, they'll do the same thing. They're not going to expose them to you um, unnecessarily. Right. Uh, so sometimes you have to either create them or take advantage of the however many opportunities you have from those. So, I, look, I think that's that's a standard. That That's what it is. You're always trying to do things you do well as much as you can and avoid the things that you don't do as well and, and attack the things they don't do well and try not to run head on into a you know into an oncoming train that's something they're really good at then you know how, how much do you really want to try to ram it you know probably not too much yeah so coaches in this league there's some players that have some issues off the field i'm just curious a guy like reuben foster gets released by the niners and obviously domestic violence they don't know what's going on they release him a player that talented a football player that talented do you just not even think about him take him off a board or not even think of a of bringing him in, or do you hold like your own investigation, call around when the player's that talented, or do you just stay away? Uh, well, we've had plenty of players here who have had, um, have been in other situations at other places. Um, so it, 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 every situation is different, every player is different, every circumstance is going to be different. So there's no blanket statement um, on anybody, and, and I'm certainly not commenting on him because. I, I don't have anything to say about it at this point, but yeah, we would look at each guy's individual situation and um, make our own decision based on all the factors that uh, would be in play, whatever those are, his availability, our situation, and so forth and mm -hmm. so on. 
All right, we're going to wrap things up with our drive of the week. Coach, you got some options today. I've been told not to help you out with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Little Earl has his, has his choice. He already has my drive. I have my drive. We did. Yes. And we, All right, well, let's go to the four-play touchdown drive. <laughs> well, oh, look go. at you guys think alike. That's exactly you, what Thank Little you Earl much. said you were going to say. Yeah, there was another one that when, when – um, um, All right, we picked one out, so we're going to argue about it. No, 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 no. <laughs> question, though. Question, question. It's not good I enough already for told him. you well, I, that, I like was the the, fact, that was the drive. Well, okay, okay. You guys, great mind things. Like, oh, I'm sorry, what do you want me to do? Uh, Patterson. It's Patterson had an opportunity uh, from the one. Um, was that because that was you know his play or because Sony Michelle was hurt? I think Sony Michelle came in right afterwards. Was that you guys trying to get him a nice rushing touchdown from the one, like a big back? We're, we're, we don't really um, – we don't think about or game plan for individual stats, uh, Christian. We just we try to win. So, if it's a play that'll help us win, then we're for the play. If it's a play to create a stat, then that's not really it's not really what we do. It's not about gifts. Come on, you, you know. what's gifts and TDs? It's, it's, uh, it's like Cyber Monday. All right. So our drive of the week was brought to you by the Boston area Mercedes Benz dealers. Little Earl. Let me just uh, before we close up one one more I want to I wanted to ask you a couple weeks ago no a couple weeks ago uh, Drew Brees broke a record and they stopped the game down in New Orleans and we were amazed by it they brought his family out they hand him the ball they give him a certificate like a hundred dollar gift card at Applebee's or whatever and he stopped the whole game and we're sitting there and the next day and we're going I've never no. why would they do that in the middle of the game so your quarterback broke a record yesterday total yardage both regular season. And playoffs. Did anybody ever approach you about, hey, Bill, you want to stop the game so we can go out there and, and give a certificate to, to Tom? Because Tom has already said he would want nothing to do with something like that. Has anybody ever approached you about that for an individual accolade for, for a player? Um, yeah, I can't remember that, but I certainly wouldn't expect that to happen on the road. Like I can't imagine the Jets would do no, that. No, the Jets, oh, that's, Jets that's, aren't that's doing you any favors. So if, <laughs> that's a good point. Did Breeze break his record in New Orleans? Yeah, yes, he did. Yes. So what if I, I'd say that was uh, first of all, I'd say that's that's a little bit different. Like I can't imagine us stopping the game to, uh, you know, Ed Reed just broke the interception record against us. You know, congratulations. Uh, you know, we wouldn't. There's no way. How about at home? Would you do that? Would you stop the game? Uh, say he gets a thousand yards rushing. But Moss's touchdowns at home, right, Brady? <laughs> He's got four more yards. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't remember that ever happening. Um, I don't know. Is there some scenario? I, can't, I don't know. Maybe I doubt I mean, it. You give him the ball after the game. You take yeah, the ball exactly. out of the yeah. game, right? Yeah, right? And that's what you do. Oh, Brady to Moss, and right? You put it up on, yeah, you put it up on the scoreboard. You put a, a, a jumbotron and everybody applies. Yeah, I guess, the, I guess that's happened before. They, they stopped they, the game. No, no, no. But I mean, like, they put it up on the board and yeah. say, you know. Right. No certificate, though. No certificate. That was awful. Glenn Ordway has broken the rushing record for the New England Patriots. Or whatever. Yeah, that'll yeah, never that's happen. Right. That's never going to happen, Bill. I wouldn't worry about it. Our conversation with the coach brought to you by Putnam Investments. Putnam Investments and the New England Patriots, proud partners, committed to an active game plan on and off the field. Eight and three. We're on to Minnesota. We are. <clears throat> on to Minnesota. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Have sounds a good. good. One. All right. Have a good week. All right, coach. Yeah. Thanks, Bill coach. Belichick right here on OMF.